Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Marriage Radio. My name is Kimberly Holmes, and I am so excited to be with all of you tonight while Joe is taking some well-deserved time off, some time to rest and, um, and tend to some things that he needs to do. I'm very excited about tonight's program and especially about the guest that we're going to be having on tonight. On tonight's program, we're going to be talking about how to stay positive even when your marriage hurts, even when you're going through really difficult times, maybe even the worst times of your life, and you feel like there's absolutely no hope, you feel lost, you feel lonely, you feel depressed, desperate. There's so many feelings that that can be happening. I know when I was going through the trouble that my husband and I went through, I felt that that very same way. It can be so hard to stay positive. And one of the things I love about my job here at Marriage Helper is that I get to work with some amazing people, not just the people on our team at Marriage Helper, but the people that we work with in our courses and in our workshops. And I get to meet some of the strongest people on earth. And these people have amazing stories. They've gone through so much and they've overcome things that some that people honestly shouldn't even have to overcome, but they do it and they thrive. And one of those people, one of our favorite people is going to be on tonight. Her name is Tina Coleman. If you've been listening to this podcast long, then you've heard Tina. She's been on past episodes. She's been a regular caller. She has an amazing story, but even more than that, she has an amazing heart, an amazing spirit, an amazing personality. Tina came to one of our workshops, but she also came up. She's going through our Save My Marriage course. She's been in it since the very beginning, and she's just an absolute encouragement to everyone in there. The things that she's been through has been absolutely amazing. So tonight, we're going to be talking to her. We're going to be hearing some about her story, but we're going to be focusing a lot about how she stays positive, even with all of the different things that she's had to go through. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Tina, are you there? Hey. Hey, how are ya? I'm doing amazing, Tina. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I am doing great. It's uh, I'm in New York. It's ten o'clock, and yeah. uh, I'm alive and I'm uh, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sound like you know it's eight o'clock in the morning and you're just ready to wake up and face the day. Well, I don't look it, so I'm very glad this is radio. <laughs> So, yeah, me too. You and I both. So, Tina, I know that, you know, I know you, of course. I feel like you're part of my family. But for the people who may be new, just listening in, just give us a brief little story about who you are, how you got to where you are now, how you got to being on this show right now. Well, I'll try to make it as brief as I can because I know it's an hour show. But uh, basically, uh I got married in 2004 and I uh, knew my husband since 2000, back and forth uh, relationship, and um, I just thought he was a great guy, and I still believe he's a great guy, but uh, sadly he's just doing bad things right now. Um, mm-hmm. I can't be, it, I just, uh, we're separated, That's I can tell you that, that's the newest thing, because I did the show last year. <laughs> and that was last year I wasn't separated. We are now legally separated. He is actively pursuing a divorce. Um, I'm surprisingly I'm okay with all of it. Uh I know that I tried the best that I could to save my marriage through different ways. I uh in the beginning when he first left in two thousand end of two thousand twelve, I did not. Um I did everything that you say not to do. <laughs> I was the poster child for that. Uh, but it wasn't until I found Save My Marriage, and like you had said, I first met your dad, and uh, Terry Cheatham, and Carice Cheatham, and jo- um, Jeff King, 
great group in the workshop, and the light just went on for me. I realized that my whole attitude had to change to change my situation, uh, and I, that's where the real work started to begin. So technically, have I been standing for four years? You could say it that way, but really I've been working for two. Uh, mm. And um, I am where I am. I wouldn't change a thing. I love where I am. I wouldn't if if I had changed anything. I wouldn't be where I am right now today. So mm. I look at it that way. That's a good way to look I, at it. Now, Tina, so you said that you know, really, even though you've been in this fight for four years, two years of it, the first two years of it was different than the second two years of it. So, what do you think right. are the biggest differences with how you handled it the first two years and how you're handling it in the second two years? It comes down to one word, reaction. The first two years I was reacting. Anything he did, I reacted. And then he would react, and then I would react. It just became one big reaction. I stopped mm-hmm. reacting. I stopped using the four horsemen. I, I pretty much uh, corralled them. The defensiveness, the stonewalling, the contentious, and the critical. Um, and I just started turning it into me and working on myself and the pies, we all talk about the little pies, those physical, mm-hmm. the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual. Just really work on it because that is the key to making you better and more attractive. It may not bring your wayward spouse back, but it definitely brings yourself back. So whether you have kids or don't have kids, I, I actually do not have children, <clears throat> I have more time, I guess you could say, to go out and learn new things. I picked up golf last year. Um, I'm still doing stained glass. I put that down for 13 years and picked it up a couple of years ago, and, and I just love that. I love creating things. Um, I recently went back to the church as of last year. I'm still in, active in the church, and I'm even considering becoming a Eucharistic minister, which is something that I would I never even been able to say that word. <laughs> I know. I know. So life is different. But again, if I hadn't gone through everything I went through to get to where I am today, I might not be where I am today. So I look back and I go, it was a hell of a ride. And I'm feeling good. I feel strong. Uh, this Facebook page is awesome. That's, uh, I always encourage people to join it. I meet people all the time that uh, are going through what we're going through, and I always feel bad for them because, you know, when I say, well, you know, this Save My Marriage page, and they, you hear, well, I don't want to save my marriage. Say, it should be Save Your Sanity. That's I, mm-hmm. I said that before. I think you need to change the page name. <laughs> Save my sanity. The group on there, so supportive of one another. Sure, everybody has dark days, but you go to that community of like-minded people that want to save themselves, and you get boosted back up right away. Now, Tina, I want you to kind of paint paint a picture for me because the person I know, the Tina I know, is just completely bubbly, very thoughtful. Um, you know, you just talked about your reaction and the things that I've seen you say and the, and the ways I've seen you react uh, with, with the situation you've been in. You've just always been very on top of it, very good. You understand what we teach. You apply what we teach, which is a huge part of it. Uh, you just get it. You're one of those people who gets it and you do it. So but are you saying that before, like what, what was it like to the first two years? Were you just a completely opposite person or was it, how did that look? Well, I've, I've always, my core is always happiness. My core is always my joy. My, I always admit that, that's for sure. Um, I think, I, I, you know, the anger part definitely ruled over. Uh, like I talked about the four horsemen, they just, you know, there was no saddles on those suckers. I mean, they were all <laughs> over the place. Uh, you know, um, it just, uh, I poisoned the well. Um, what else did I do that was, like, really not good? Um, it just it just wasn't, it just, you just felt unhealthy. You know, you felt down and you felt um, saddled. 
you know, uh, I recently heard this parable about the guy that picked up all these rocks and was carrying them around and knapsacks, and he got to the point that he could barely walk because he had all these rocks in these naps in his knapsack, <coughs> and it wasn't he had to let the rocks go to be able to stand up straight and continue the path. Mm. And so that's basically what I did was finding marriage helper, finding a group that would really help you, that really truly cared about you and the situation that you're in. And the other thing that really made me go, okay, you know, you're making sense here. I understand it. I'm reading it. It's like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. Every one of you has walked a path of what we're all going through, every one of you. And, you know, there's somebody in the group that that I do know that I I love and adore, and he had a drug problem. There's somebody, you know, in the group that, um, you know, Joe talks about his uh, life very openly, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, that to me, as opposed to a therapist or a um, group that's like, oh, you need to do this, and you need to call them every day, and you need to... You know that did never. I never really understood why you would want to do that. Like you would, you would think that if you stand, they come back. You know, they come back if you work on yourself. When you were saying everything in your articles and podcasts that I was listening to, it just made sense to me. Somebody once referenced uh, a couple days ago. They referenced me to a butterfly. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you're like all over the place. You're flitting around." And, And have you ever tried to follow a butterfly? And I looked at him and I said. Follow a butterfly. Don't you just stand there and they come back? <laughs> wow. Don't you that... try to make yourself look as attractive as you can to a butterfly and then they come yeah. back? Yeah. So that's the pies. How awesome is that? Yeah. So, so you said that you, you've always been kind of a joyful person. Happiness has always been a big thing to you. Has that just been like ever since you were a kid or was there something that happened in your life that triggered that in you? There's, well, my past for sure. My uh, I had a difficult childhood growing up. Uh, it wasn't easy. And uh, I was the old, eldest of three. I still am actually the eldest of three. Although if my sister was here, I would say that she was older, but she's not. Um, <laughs> it just... You know, your dad asked me that last year, and I've been thinking about that. I recently, um, I've been blessed enough to have two homes. We had to just sell one. It was a uh, childhood dream home that uh, mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I purchased together. And uh, <clears throat> just some back from that cleaning that out. It sold within a week. It is the cutest house, I always thought. And uh, it's sad in a way to let it go, but I was up there, and... I went up there by myself, he did not help me, walked into the uh, house, and I started to get really kind of angry that I was yet cleaning up another mess uh, by myself. Friends were coming towards the end of the week, but I had to start it myself. And it, uh, it dawned on me that um, at this particular place, I don't want to really give too much away, but at this particular place, when I was growing up, there was a man on the island, and everybody knows him, Mr. Rogers. He had a house there, <laughs> and I would, I put the fan in Fanatic with Mr. Rogers. It wasn't the TV that I that I would watch with him. It would be I would wait for him at the boat, and I would go out to his house and you know, wait outside, and he would come out and he would talk to us. And it was mostly me that would encourage other people to go up there. But when I was up there just this past week, um, there was a movie that came out, Mr. Rogers and Me, and apparently the kid that his mother rented the house next to his when he was little had made a movie about Mr. Rogers. I mean, I just, I always loved his philosophy, and I remember him saying, and even in the movie he said it again, like, find the helpers in your difficult times. When you're going through a difficult times, there are helpers out there. And helpers are can be people, support, community. Um, helpers can be signs around you. I'm a big person in that. Um, there's a great gal that I know and adore. She sees signs all the time. Uh, I always am amazed at some of the things that she can see uh, that just are even on a lunch break that she sees. Um, 
and uh, I think if you find the helpers in your when you feel not right about things, when you start to feel negative and the negative feelings, because it can be like a fog. It can come mm-hmm. in and just totally encase you and drag you down. And if you don't want to be there, you got to find something to support you and buoyant you, and then you can build yourself back up again very quickly. Yeah. I, I would say Mr. Rogers was a huge impact on me. So the actual Mr. Rogers. Yes, Oh, I know. I would encourage my dad to get the sweater. Like, can you get the red sweater? I just told you I put the fan in Fanatic. But he, one of his, I I found one of his um, uh, quotes on the internet, and this is what he would say when he was like, "I, I like you just the way you are. So when I think of my husband, sometimes I have to think like that. I like you just the way you are. And what he really meant was, when I say it's you I like, I'm talking about that part of you that knows that life is for, far more than anything you can ever see or hear or touch. That deep part of you that allows you to stand for those things without which humankind cannot survive. Love that conquers hate. Peace that rises triumphant over war. And justice that proves more powerful than greed. Mm. That's so strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he, he, keep, keep going. No, well, I was just going to say, he, he might have looked like a wimp, but he was really strong. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that a lot of people, when they encounter you in the one of the Facebook groups or they listen to you on a podcast, kind of their reaction is like, how can she be so positive? Like, and that, you know, even sometimes I think, I'm like, how is she always so happy, so positive? You're just one of those people. So is there, like, does it really come that naturally or do you have to work on it? Sometimes, you know, some, not days, but some moments, you know, I really have to just take a step back uh, and definitely think 10, 10, 10, you know, what's going to, I'm going to do or say in 10 minutes is what kind of impact is it going to have in 10 months? What kind of impact is it going to be? And in 10 years, what kind of impact is it going to be? Um, the thing is that most people, when they are faced with a huge adversity or they believe it's a huge adversity, they have fear, F-E-A-R, and fear can be two things. It can be forget everything and run, or it could be face everything and rise. Mm. And last year we talked about being a victim or a victor. My dad mm-hmm. you know, brought that up. Um, I, that's me. I'm going to face everything and I'm going to rise from it. And uh, that's my attitude. And there are some moments that it's not, you know, I don't have great moments all the time. It's not like I... You know, uh, I do laugh. I love to laugh. That's my favorite thing. If you can make me laugh, I'm yours. (laughs) Uh, There's times that, you know, I have to go to places. I I go to my quotes. I have them all over my house. Um, Mm. I have a gratitude journal. I love that. I write five things in it every night. Um, You don't even have to write five things in it. You could write one, and one could be that you got up in the morning. That's one. Good. It makes you go back and realize, okay, well, I got up that day, and today I've written two things. I actually got a phone call today from somebody that I haven't spoken to in a while, and she was saying to me that, um, you know how you tell me to write everything down that I'm feeling? And I was like, yes. (laughs) And she said, well, I didn't want to do that, so I did it once, and then I did it twice, and then I did it three times, and she read me the third thing that she wrote, and she went on. I mean, it had to be about five minutes of her reading this, what she's written, (coughs) and it was everything coming up and out and outpouring out, and it was just words of uh, just thoughts and flows and it just was it was amazing that she had written all of this down and it wasn't like she missed anything and I said to her how did that must have made you feel so good it had to be cathartic to write all that out she goes you know what I felt terrific after I wrote it down 
I let it all out. So it doesn't have to be something you're grateful for all the time. Sometimes it can be all of those thoughts and feelings that you have, that anger. Let it out. Let it wow. out. It only makes you heavy. It doesn't it's those stones in a back in a backpack. Who wants to carry around rocks? Let them yeah. out. Just don't throw yeah. them. <laughs> well, don't throw them at someone else, right? No, don't throw them. So this particular writing, what she did, she she said I could never give it to him. She goes, I I can't imagine what he would do. He would, you know, be so angry. But she said I did it for myself. That's mm-hmm. it. Great. That's part of the pies. Let it yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So so you've been through quite the journey in your marriage. Um, you know, just over the past four years, especially a lot of different things have happened. So. What about when just getting really deep here, getting really personal, and you only have to share as much as you feel comfortable with, but at that point where you realize you can't control what your husband's going to choose to do, whether he comes back, whether he leaves, you can't control that. It's going to be his choice. Did you ever feel rejected or like your happiness had been hit with a, you know, a sledgehammer and kind of cut in two because of the choices your husband was choosing to make. Yeah, I definitely feel rejected. I mean, he would prefer to live underground. and uh, He has a basement apartment and um, just do things that uh, really are not something that society smiles upon. Uh, Yeah, that's that to me is like that's better than working it out with me okay mm-hmm. you know but it was also freeing in a way because i don't want to be around that person i i don't know mm-hmm. that person that's not the person i married at all and it's almost embarrassing in a way because uh the people don't understand they're like well why is he doing that i don't know you'd have to ask him and when you ask him he mm-hmm. doesn't even really even know he looks at you and He's not even sure. So I, I don't know. Um, but as far as being rejected, sure, nobody likes to be rejected. But I look at it, that's on him, not on me. He's making those decisions. He's doing those acts. He's saying those things. Not me. I'm not doing that. So I kind of, like I said before, when now that we're separated, we're legally separated, and he is actively pursuing a divorce, I'm, I'm actually okay with all that. I'm not going to pay for it. He's going to pay for it, but um, go ahead, divorce me. Yeah. Never thought I'd ever say it like that either. You know, certainly not. Certainly not in the beginning. Not even after I, you know, uh, last year, I never thought I would ever be, you know, be this um, indifferent. It's a way of being indifferent. It's sad. I am sad about it. But it's, I, I cannot, there's absolutely nothing I can do. I can only do for me. Absolutely. And, you know, there's, I think one of the hard things for for people to kind of get to the point of understanding is that there's a difference between, um, it's not that you want the divorce at all. You know, if he right. were to change and he were to come back, you know, you would be more than willing to, to work on it. And there's a difference in accepting the fact that something is happening versus feeling like you're allowing it or wanting it to happen. Right. Right. You know, uh, the beginning of September, I had an interaction with him. He came here and he signed the purchase and sale agreement for the house that we were selling. (coughs) And he just comes in and he just goes to sign. And I said, don't you want to read it? And uh, he said, no, I trust you. He goes, you worked on it. You read it, right? And I said, yes, and I worked on it. And he goes, well, I trust you. (laughs) I kind of was like, what? Uh, So I I actually went out with a girlfriend later that night, and I was telling her, she's very familiar with everything, and uh, I was telling her my plan of what it was going to be like because they do come back. People don't really think that they'll ever come back, but they do come back. Um, You try to have it so that they come back because they want to come back, not because they have to. They need to come back to you. 
and I have a feeling it's going to be for Billy, it's going to be that he needs to come back, whatever. I had this whole plan planned out, and there was a, a gentleman sitting in front of us at the table, and he, I could tell he was listening to what I was saying. And when he got up to leave, he didn't flee, but when he got up to leave about a half an hour after we got in there, he said, good luck with that, you know, your plan. I, you know, I feel sorry for what you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. And his advice to me was just uh, keep try to keep it out of the courts so that the lawyers don't get all the money. The thing was, when you fight with somebody, you want to fight with, um, you know, not, you want to get a good lawyer, of course, but lawyers are lawyers, they're going to take your money. And two lawyers are going to, it's going to take twice as much as your money. So you got to be smart, you got to protect yourself. Uh, If you have kids, you want to definitely get custody's uh, arrangements settled up, uh, financial arrangements settled up. But if you can, try to do it with talking to them, you know, the wayward spouse, in a way that, um, in a language somehow that you can reach them. It might be several different types of conversations. You might have to say, well, you know what, we'll have to talk about this later, table it for now, and then go back to it. I, I feel for the people that have kids, to be honest with you. When I listened to last week's podcast, mm-hmm. it just... Oh, that was something else, especially uh, with Jolene at the end. She's she's yeah. some terrific girl, I tell you. And she, her kid is great too. Yeah, that was. I listened to the end of it again today, mm-hmm. and I was just oh, it's hard not to get emotional yeah. when when you think about it. But she's you know she's another one who's yep. staying positive and and doing great things. Tina, what do you do when you encounter someone, and I think we all know people like this, who they just are in a rut of negativity, and they and they don't want to be positive. I know you have a ton of friends, so have you ever encountered anyone like that? And if you have, what have you done to try and help them out of that? Sometimes you just have to listen to them. Just let them rant, let them rave, let them let it out. Uh, encourage them to write it down so that they can release it, uh, so they can let the light in. Um, just being there for them. Uh, try to guide them to podcasts. Try to guide them to articles. Try to um, write supportive letters to them. When I, you know, you talked about when I have a really, really bad day, I have a binder filled with cards that I've gotten from people, clients, I work with animals, uh, and clients um, that, you know, say nice things about me, whether I've taken care of their pet or uh, I was also a veterinary technician for over 30 years and I run spay and neuter clinics and people, you know, write their feelings down for me, about me. And so I keep that in a binder so that I can go back to it and go, you know what, I am that person. That is my that is my core, uh, and that, so I encourage people that are very negative and very in that rut to snap out of it, kind of thing, without yeah. saying "get over it." You never want to hear "get over it." That's you can't get over this. You're going to have this for the rest of your life. You're mm-hmm. going to have this for the rest of your life. And if you have children, you're going to look in your children's eyes, and they're going to have to deal with it as well. <clears throat> but you have to. Look at yourself and know that you did everything possible that you could to try to save that relationship. If it, if it can be saved, if, it, if they're abusive, then you can't. You, it, unless they go through a huge program, they're not going to change their abusive ways. And it's letting go. Yeah. Right. You know, even at Marriage Helper, we tell people if you're in a situation where you're being uh, physically or emotionally abused, you know, the first thing you have to do is get to safety. And then we'll work about, you know, seeing if if that person can change, but it's always about safety. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tina, you're absolutely amazing. (laughs) And I just, I keep wanting to just gain wisdom from you about how, how to be, positive and I know that you do a lot not even focusing on yourself so you've kind of talked about you know I you uh, 
you journal, you write things out, you invest in relationships and things like that. But I know you also do a lot to give back. Can you talk a little yep. more about that? Sure. I mean, gratitude is the heart's memory, right? So mm-hmm. being grateful uh, and knowing, uh, looking around and helping out somebody else just helps me out even more because I see their success is my success. Uh, there's uh, the online course that you all started last year <coughs> and have had several um, – the best thing about the online course is that you can take it again and again and again and again. It's a terrific uh, source of information. And um, some very good relationships have come out of that course. In fact, when you first started it, you we would have those little webinars. I still run the webinar from August of uh, awesome. last year with the same girls. They're fabulous. And one of them is having reconciliation. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's just her success is my success. Right. Yep. Oh, I love that. I love hearing you say that. And, Tina, I'm going to be really transparent and honest with you right now, and this is personally. I have a really hard time sometimes being jealous of other people. And so sometimes, like, if I have a friend and they are experiencing an amazing success in their life, I look at it and I'm like, I'm so jealous. Like, I wish that was me. And one of the things I've really been working on, and it's been really hard for me, is to celebrate the success of other people for them and not because I want it for me. And I think that's an amazing virtue that you have. Well, I think just maybe fake it a little bit in the beginning and then then it becomes real. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, You know, it's not a flaw to be jealous of somebody. Uh, but if you turn your, again, you know, the whole thing of change your attitude, change your situation, you know, change your change your thoughts, change your attitude, change your situation. So mm-hmm. you apply that for anything that you have in your life. Um, you know, yes, that there's a lot of people that have a lot more than I do. I don't, I don't have that much. I mean, there's people that have a lot more. Um, when I see somebody walking down the street holding hands and kissing each other, I'm like, I want that relationship. That's what mm-hmm. I want. Um, so yeah, I can, I can feel that. I totally get that what you're saying about, you know, jealous. But um, then I look at it and I say, wow, you know, one day I will have that. You know, I mm-hmm. might, I might even have it tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to have that because that's what I want. So I'm going to project it out to the universe and I'm going to say, God, please send me send me someone or send my husband back, somebody that I want that relationship with. And mm-hmm. he does. He does. Yeah. He, he does. He always listens. He's always listening. He's He's got the master plan. So if you sit there and you let any kind of jealousy and negativity into your life, you cloud the master plan. It's too foggy. Got to release that. It's true. No, I completely agree with you. It's so true. So I love that. I love that you emphasize that, that, I mean, the whole time you've been talking about community, about having those relationships with other people. Um, You can't do it alone. There's no way. I feel bad. Like I said, I, when I run into people and I say, do you want to save your marriage? And, oh, I don't want to save my marriage. Or, or she doesn't want to save it. Or he doesn't want to save it. Yeah, but you can start. Either way, everything that I've learned, the next relationship that I have, that guy is going to be so lucky. Absolutely. So lucky. And I'm going to be so lucky to have him because I'm going to respect him a lot more. I'm going to honor him a lot more, and God is first in my life, and he will be second. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. Yep. I love it. Yep. But I would so, never have known all that had I not cried out to God and said, help me fix my marriage, and then the next thing you know is save my marriage is there. And then in March, we're at the workshop, and the light is going on for me, and then I joined the Facebook group. And then I joined the online t- uh, group, and I've taken it three times just because I don't. I want to soak it all in. I don't want to miss anything. I listen to the coaching calls. It's a phenomenal uh, – the offers that you offer are phenomenal, phenomenal. And then I was honored by becoming administrator with Patreon. Wow. 
I was honored to be linked with her name, but then to be administrators, it's an honor. It's awesome. You you actually came up in a, in a, uh, a company meeting. We were talking about the things that are working, like what's working really well right now for Marriage Helper. And we were like, Tina and Petra are doing an amazing job <laughs> in being administrators <laughs> of our Facebook groups. Like, that's working really well. Y'all just awesome. Absolutely well, awesome. We're a great team. I mean, she brings restoration. She's rest- restored her marriage with Richard. And so she brings the restoration side to it. And I bring what I bring uh, not being restored in a way. And so anybody can totally um, relate to both of us. And she's such mm-hmm. a strong woman. And uh, she's a great – I'm so, so proud to be partnered with her. So proud. Yeah, you. I mean, you both are. You're both very strong, very courageous. The things you've been through have been – crazy but also have led to amazing testimonies as well yep well like i said i wouldn't change a thing i really wouldn't if you had asked me when i was going through it i would not be this way saying it but looking back i'm i'm very happy everything happened the way it did i'm very happy i learned an awful lot i'll never forget it i'll take it with me i'll teach anybody who wants to be taught i'll spread the word as much as i possibly can and uh, I'm I'm so happy. I'm so happy where I am right now. I'm so happy. I love it. Yep. How do you feel about taking some calls? Sure. Let's do it. All right. We've got people dying to talk to you. So okay. The, <laughs> the first one we're going to start with is area code seven one two. You are on Marriage Radio. Hello. Hi, how are you doing this evening? Hi, I am okay. All right. Do you have a name that we can call you by? Um, no, I do, okay. but I call pretty regularly. Uh, but I have I have hope for restoration, and I just don't want him to be upset. Um, so I'm I'm from not a huge area, so. No, no problem whatsoever. We'll, we'll call you Madam X. <laughs> okay. So I actually kind of wrote it out as I was listening to you guys talk. Um, I loved hearing your story, Tina. I've, I've read it several times, but I loved hearing you tell it in your words. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and read off what I wrote so that I don't babble as much. Okay. Um, um, my husband's been um, living in the Valley um, his affair came to light in 2000, March 2016 uh, when he moved in with the other woman and her boyfriend for two months, um, and then he then came home. Uh, the affair continued with him at home until um, mid-September 2016 uh, when it seems like he ended it. Um, he vacillated back and forth throughout the affair, um, and then but when the affair ended, it he... It, he seemed to have jumped into an online relationship with somebody he met from a dating site. Um, this person has completely different spiritual beliefs, um, and he, my husband seems to have thrown himself into um, this other life, uh, like learning a different language that she knows and, um, and is very, very different from... Uh, he speaks English and Spanish. It's very, very, very different from either of those. Um... Four days after he says he started talking to her online, um, he told me he wanted a divorce, which is something he didn't say throughout the the affair at all. Um, from what he said, what from what he has said, he's not planning to move out of the house, um, but he has no he has no desire to work on the marriage right now either. Um, he continues to try to flirt with me at times and express his interest in me, but not it, it's flirting. It's not interest in in our marriage. Um, I have friends in the Save My Marriage group that think that um, the interest he shows is kind of like a way for him to manipulate me and just keep me uh, keep me holding on in his in his mind anyway, um, even though he doesn't really want to work on anything. Uh, for me, it's been very back and forth emotionally. It's just been very difficult um, having him at home 
and dealing with that. And I'm kind of at a, a point um, that I think I need to ask him to move out of the house. Um, Would you be he, able to do that financially <clears throat> to have him move um, out? N- not really, but he, um, this is another part of it. He was going to move, um, we had, he had come home and said he wanted his family and we were going to move across the country. He quit his job overnight um, and moved my children to to another state. And then um, when he got there, he decided he didn't want that anymore. And he now has not been working for the last, it's going on two months now. So financially we're not, I mean, financially we're really, I mean, it's, it's not in a good spot. So, um, and then the other you gotta thing, think like that. You have to. Uh, so I'm gonna interrupt you just a little bit here, though. That's okay. You have to think about if you make a move, the consequences of it. Because don't forget what you reap, you sow. So, um, what? Yeah. Um, so, and what boundaries have you put up? I'm also. That's another thing that's in my head, floating around I, there. Like, I'm have having, you put up I'm any boundaries? Not really. I mean, I, I, I had, I was maintaining. Um, no physical or no sexual contact. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say no physical because he has he has ended up kissing me and stuff in between. But um, even that, I'm not good at holding boundaries. I wish I were. I'm just not. It's very it's very difficult to have him in the home pursuing me at times, but not really pursuing. I mean, he's not. He's doing it. I mean, he's just emotionally very um, in the moment. He's doing, I mean, it's kind of like um, just somebody who's not emotionally mature at this point, at this time. Well, yeah, again, you can't control what he's doing, thinking, saying, all of that. You only can do yourself. So my advice to you is to definitely listen to the podcast, The Definitive uh, Guide to Boundaries, that Joe did. I think it's back in I April. Have. I have. Okay. I have, like, three times. And it's okay. Let it soak in, because me too. I I listen to them every day when I'm walking dogs. I'm I just sit there and I have my earbuds on and I hear his voice or Kimberly's voice and I just make sure it gets in there. Uh, the other thing I would do um, is is uh, have you done the online course at all? Have you enrolled yep, in yep. that at all? Okay. Yep. I've actually okay. been to the workshop as well. Okay. Okay. Um, we were in. The, we went to the workshop at the end of August. So then and you know so, you can't control them. You know you can't. You know. And I'm not. I'm not trying. Anything. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I the place I'm at now. Uh, like I said, I have the. I have a group of of people that I talk to. I'm very close to from the same mm-hmm. marriage. We support one another. The group of ladies that we support each other. Mm-hmm. Um. They all see me. Like I. I'm just not even. I'm not able to work on my pies at all with him at home because it's so emotionally draining. You, you got to get yourself so, back, babe. You got to get it back. You got to get yourself back. I mean, anybody can tell you what to do. They're not going to live with the consequences. So the support group is terrific, um, but you have to do the work. The whole thing that that was another thing. When I first went to the workshop. I teased Jeff King. Yeah, I, yeah, I know he's not part of the group anymore, but I teased him. I said, "Is there a way like I can just drop him off on a Friday and pick him up on a Sunday? You know, he'll be better." <laughs> As I really did, I didn't want to do any of the work. I wanted him to. I thought it was all him, and he needed to change, and he needed to be different, and he needed the two by four with the nail sticking out to get you know get the holes punched in his head so that the light could come in. But it was also me. It was also me. And as I did the work and more and more work, I really turned my eyes to him. And I don't want to be with somebody that is doing the things that he's doing. I don't want that. Um, well, so that's that's exactly what I'm trying to express. I yeah. have been doing the work. I'm trying to do the work. But with him at home and just, I mean, it's just progressively gotten worse. He is in the valley and emotionally it's it's not a place I'm just at the point where I feel like it's not I'm not able to continue forward with him here well if you can't do it financially you're going to make yourself have a bigger hole so you really have to think he's paying the bills 
He's, he's not. Um, he hasn't worked. He's not for paying two any of the bills. So you're doing the whole. He has thing? not worked for two months. So is there any savings that he's? Does he have any savings that he's using towards paying any of the bills? No, everything was joint. So I, it's it was joint money that we mm-hmm. are, that I'm using right now, and I continue to work. How old are the kids? Six, three, and one. So if he moves out, then what is your plan? What are you thinking will change if he moves out? Nothing, everything. I don't even know. I just, basically I was calling to see, I was I was trying to get to the point um, of asking what you would recommend, how to go about doing it, how to be a safe place and say things graciously without without um, I mean I feel that this is quite possibly something I, I something that I've been debating for a while, something that I feel I probably need to be able to be able to continue this stand. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just trying to ask how how do I do that without without damaging I mean with, without causing as much damage I guess is what I'm trying to say I'm just not verbalizing it very well <laughs> without causing more damage to yourself emotionally no to our uh, chances for reconciliation gotcha. Well, Do you need some for therapy, marriage therapy with him at all? He doesn't. He doesn't want to attend. He's so, not. I mean, he's currently at a point. He just doesn't want to put the work in. He doesn't want to do any of the work. He under. He rec- I feel that he recognizes that our marriage could be good. Our marriage could be great. He recognizes that it's worth the effort but he still doesn't want to put the effort in. Right. Well, I'm so sorry for, of course, the pain and what you're going through. And that's really hard, especially when he's at home and you're kind of having to face all of this every single day. But you're you're very strong. You have been through a lot and you've overcome a lot too. As far as, you know, this point going forward, um, you know, if it were I, just from my vantage point, and I realize I'm not you, I'm not living with it every day right now like you are, but I would be very hesitant to kick him out of the house because, as you say, he is in that valley, and kicking him out, you do you lose even more control because you don't yeah. know where he's going to go, what he's going to do, and you're not there every day to be a safe place if he wants to open up or for him to be around the kids or different things like that. And so, you know, Tina had some, some great points, you know, being with that group of girls. um, But you also, you also don't want other people to tell you what to do and make you and pressure you into feeling like, Oh, maybe I should take this move because, you know, what if he is taking advantage of me? What if this, what if that, what if the other? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't feel pressured at all. That's not even a. That's that's I, under, I understand that that's something that you. I mean, that you would want to consider. It's. I just. I don't feel that way. I just. Um, well, they're not. They're and, not living your life. They're. They're. You know. They bring their own. When anybody gives you any kind of advice, uh, that sort of thing, they bring their own thoughts and backgrounds into what they're saying. Um, I kind of would agree with Kimberly. I don't think I would really be so rushed. You know, if you can't work on your pies with him there, leave the house for an hour. Go out and do something. Um, Go out to a park and read a book. That could be your I. Um, Go sit in a church. That could be your E and your S. Um, You know, take the kids to uh, the park. And run around with them. There's your P and your E and maybe even part of your S. 
so there you can do pies anywhere at any time um if you change your thoughts on this whole thing you that's the only thing you can do is you you will then change your attitude and most likely change your situation so that's where i would say and and listen to those podcasts again the bo- the boundaries if that's your problem of uh following boundaries keep listening to the definitive guide to boundaries and don't when you go approach it approach it with face everything and rise attitude well i As like opposed. i continue to think too about just about joe and you know everything he says about the valleys eventually eventually they have to, i mean they yeah. don't leave the valley on their own no but if you and put so a boundary how they will. long how long do you i mean how long do you sit there because he's already moved on from one affair into another in the valley. Yeah, but that that's him. That's on him. That's not on you. Right. But you know, yeah. he's he's might have done that because he can. I mean, I remember Joe even saying nobody does anything unless you let them. Right. And so you're you have some pretty detailed questions about about boundaries and the only answer that we can give you tonight since we don't know everything and we don't have you know we don't have to live your life and deal with your consequences would be that um you know I would start you said that boundaries are hard for you to implement the ones where he's living in the house but those are the ones that I would start with because if boundaries are hard now just because he were to move out doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that the boundaries become easier. They just become different. They're they're different types of boundaries. And so, you know, I would start with that and believe in yourself a little more. I believe that you have that ability to set those boundaries and to hold to them because you're not doing it out of punishment. You're doing it because you want what's best for him. Ultimately, you want what's best for your marriage. And you want right now what's best for you. And what's best for you is to emotionally protect yourself. And so kind of go into it with that mindset, not of your, you know, taking something away from him, but that you're adding something to the situation and you have to do this for you. It's just as important as, you know, taking a shower or brushing your teeth. Like it's what you have to do to stay sane. Yep. Make it more about you than about what he, what about him. I've been trying. <laughs> That's all you can do. Well, you know, the other thing is you could think about Yoda. Yoda always said there is no do, there is no try. There is either do or don't. <laughs> That's another I, one of my quotes that I keep around, you know. I Just think do. that you... I think that you, I wish I knew your name to call you by, but Madam X, I think that you are doing much better than you're giving yourself credit for. Yes. You absolutely are. You'll be okay. You, you guys just okay. threw me for a loop. I'm going to have to like reevaluate everything I've been thinking. <laughs> well, feel free to tag me on the, the pages. Yeah. You actually you are. Alone. You actually, Tina, are part of the group that I'm in. Yep. So you could actually read my okay. life story from from May on. You wouldn't want to. There's thousands of messages, but, <laughs> but I, I am behind in that. I know exactly the group you're talking about, and I am behind <laughs> in that. So, but if you want to talk to me personally, feel free to tag me, and I'm happy to give you my phone number. Well, thank you really? very much, Tina. Appreciate okay. you. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank We're here you. for you. We're here to help you. All right. Good luck. All right. I think we might have time for one more caller. You want to try, okay. Tina? Here we sure. go. Area code 210. You are on Marriage Radio. Are you there? Is that me? That's It is. Oh, hi, Kimberly. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine. My name is Jester. Hi, Jester. 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 I'm sorry? Are you outside? 
Yes, I am, unfortunately. Okay. I apologize. That, that is fine. What can we help you with this evening? Um, well, about August, uh, my wife said to me uh, that the whole conversation started out as, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then she started saying that she loves me, but she's not in love with me. And from then on there, I did everything absolutely wrong. You know, I did the, the whining, the begging, the pleading. And uh, it's just gotten progressively worse. Um, I just don't know what my next move should be. Um, as far as I know, uh, she's not trying to see anybody else. She's not interested in anybody else. But she's just interested in what I feel are greener pastures. She thinks that being alone is better than being with me. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys living together? Or she is uh, have a, has her own place? Well... Right now, we're living in the same house. I'm staying in her spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she told me that I have to leave. And I finally found a place that I could somewhat afford only because I work for the, the apartment complex that I'm going to go to. Um, that's supposed to happen this weekend. But uh, I really don't, don't want to. I don't, I don't want to leave. You know, we've got two kids together. Um, my daughter's five and my son is going to be three in December. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't know where to go from here. Have you I been reading the, the wind. Have you been reading the articles on uh, Marriage Helper? Um, I've been. I just recently found you guys, and I, I've been devouring the uh, the podcast on iTunes. Like I, I listen to it. Every day, just back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many things in there that, that I've tried. Um, like when she first told me that she wanted to move out, um, I tried to do where I offer her or I try to get her to do something like marriage counseling for me to move out. And she said no. So it just seems like everything I try to do, she's got a, a counter. A counteraction for it. And what is her reasoning for wanting you to move out? She needs space. That's all she'll tell me. Mhm. And she's told me that she doesn't. At first, she didn't know if she wanted to try and fix her marriage, and now she's like, "I don't want to fix it at all." Well, um, if the if those are just words, you know, so. You, Sometimes when somebody's just saying something, they're just words. It's when the actions and the words align together that there might be some semblance of truth to that or it even just might be of the moment semblance of truth. Um, there's a couple of different podcasts uh, that I would suggest. <clears throat> there's one that Joe did uh, back in April, How to Really Communicate in Relationships, is uh, one that I listen to frequently. Um there's another one from March 15th, When to Let Go of a Marriage. It's not what you're thinking. It's just to <clears throat> talk. It talks more about pies and um, working on yourself, turning it into yourself, turning inward. Um, and I would also be, to keep the positiveness in your life, I would keep listening to the uh, reconciliation stories that he's had uh, from Lily and Eric Whalen, Morris, uh, and also Petra and uh, Richard Blank. They're terrific, both very smart people. All of them are very smart people and worked very hard to keep and to make reconciliation happen and to keep it together. Um, I think if you chase after her and go at, keep constantly asking her, what do you want, what are you doing, that sort of thing, you're, you are going to get... Um, the bull. When you when you run after the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> but if you just 
stop wearing red all the time, the bull will just kind of like be in the same corral with you and work on yourself. Make yourself more attractive so that she can say, well, wait a second. Um, I work with animals. I think I mentioned that earlier. One of the things that we do as trainers, I'm not a full-blown trainer, but one of the things that we teach people is when the dog is running up the hill away from you, turn around and run the other way. And the dog then goes, wait a minute, where's she going? Hold up, wait, and turns around and runs out after you. Now, I am not calling your wife a dog. I am just simply (laughs) saying that the same applies, like almost like an elastic band. When it stretches out, if you keep running after the elastic, it doesn't have a chance to stretch out. She'll come back. Work on yourself. Work on your pies. Get, um, you know, if you have long hair, maybe get a trim. Um, if you have a lot of facial hair, trim it up or get rid of the whole thing. I mean, something, Do make a change so that she goes, what's he up to? What's he doing? Have her run back down the hill towards you. Right. Um I'm not trying to plug uh, a book or anything, but I've been trying to do the the love dare. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys have heard of that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I get stuck on places because she just, she's just not participating. I mean, I'm I'm doing it not really behind her back, but I'm doing it on my own. At first, I asked her to do it with me, and that kind of blew up in my face. Yeah, she's not going to do anything with you, buddy, right now. You know, she she wants, she's got this in her head, and the more that you come after her with, well, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, she's probably going to shut you down. And the more rejection that you have, the worse you're going to feel. And also the other side of it is, too, the more she rejects you, the worse she feels, too. So it actually, as as bad as it is, it's, it's bad balance. You want good balance. Start doing stuff on your own, you know, start taking the, the kids out, throw it out to her. We're going, You know, I'm going to take the kids out for dinner. Do you want to come? No? Okay, see you later. Take the kids out for dinner. Go to dinner. Go to dinner, have dinner with your children, and then come back. Have her start to see what she's missing out on. You're still in the house. Right. You still have a shot at it. I think if you moved out, we like the previous caller who wanted her husband to move out, don't think that's such a good idea. Don't think that's such a good idea. Right. I, I agree. I don't want to move out, but she's kind of very uh, strong-headed in, in that, that. But you're also making arena. it worse for her to feel bad while you're there because you're running after her. I'm saying to you, stay there, turn it into yourself, work on your pies. The answer to all of this is in the pies. And everybody's pie is different. But work on your pies. Work on yourself. The P, the I, the E, the S. Whether you believe in God or not, there is a higher power. Everybody kind of pretty much believes that is true. Um, Connect with him or her or it or whatever it is. For me, I didn't believe in God for the longest time based on my childhood. Last year... Uh, the early part of last year, that's when I started going back to church. And now I'm thinking about becoming a Eucharistic minister. It's like, what? But it happens. If you let these these spiritual powers in, you become powerful as well. Well, I appreciate your, your words of wisdom. And, Tina, every time I hear you on the podcast, I get filled with joy because you, you just, you're positiveness and, and everything just lifts me up. So thank you so very much for, for everything. You're, you're very welcome. Very... Tag me. Tag me if you want. You know, I, it's not good for, you know, the, it's better to do gender specific, but I can certainly recommend us a guy that would be might be willing to talk to you. It's important to the support in the community, but feel free to tag me on any of your posts. I'm, I'm here to help. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck. And and what? You guys have a good night. You too. You too. Thank you. Stay off the roads. Those sounded good. They were just getting closer and closer. I know. <laughs> like in and out, kind of hear part of it, kind of not. Uh, I know. You know, a good a good point that he brings up about saying, you know, well, what if my spouse just really wants me out? And 
Um, I didn't want to fight over the background noise there, but here's something that I would consider doing. I would say, you know, first of all, just like you can't force her to do anything, she can't really force you to do anything either. And if you're already living in a separate room and you're giving her space in the house, he has every right to stay in the house. It's his house just as, or apartment just as much as it is her apartment. And so, you know, I think I would start there just like you were saying, Tina, with, you know, start with your pies, start working on yourself, but don't mm-hmm. remove yourself from the house because as soon as you remove yourself from the house, it's going to be that much harder to get back in the house in order to reconcile for the future. Yep. Tina, yep. what, what final words do you have to say for our listeners out there, for people who are trying to stay positive, even when it's hard? Just be careful what you say out loud. Words hurt more than actions. Mm. Write everything down. Let it out. Uh, If you can't say it, you think 10, 10, 10, and you're thinking this is not good, I can't say this, in 10 10 days, uh, 10 minutes, this is going to be really bad, in 10 (laughs) months, this is going to be really bad, and in 10 years, it's going to be really bad, then write it down. Let it out. Don't keep it in. Stop carrying those rocks on your back. Uh, Definitely get into the Save My Marriage group. Um, We are very specific who we let in. We don't just let anybody in. Uh, You have to be uh, somebody who does care about their marriage and cares about themselves. It's not a hookup place or anything like that. Um, Read. The podcasts are there to listen to. They're free. Read the articles. They're free. You you take notes. I have a huge uh, journal that I carry around. I write things down in it all the time, my thoughts, my feelings. I um, also write down some of the articles, some of the sayings, some of the quotes, anything that will keep you buoyant, anything that will keep you buoyant. That's important. Don't, Don't sink. Rise up. Face everything and rise up. Absolutely. Tina, we're probably going to have to make some more graphics on your quotes because they're <laughs> awesome. And we love them. But I love Tina, you guys. You guys have been the best thing that's ever happened in my entire life, really. Well, really, really, really. And I just wish my dad was still alive because oh. just like last year, I want to just call him up and go, Dad. Guess who I talk to? <laughs> Kimberly. You're amazing. And we will continue to celebrate with you and all of those good things. Look forward to having you on again in the future. Thank you so much for your time this evening. We have loved it. All right, everyone, have a great evening, and we will see you again next Tuesday night. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, Tina. Bye, Kenny. <laughs>